Hey, welcome back to the Jewish Road Podcast. My name is Matt, and I'm here with my dad. Say hello. Hey, hi there. Good morning. Or evening. I mean, this is a podcast. They can listen whenever they want. Yeah, they, they can. I know. All right. So we're going through the Passion Week through Jewish eyes, uh, and we are going through the interactions that take place between Palm Sunday and the death of Jesus, the crucifixion. And there are these conversations that take place between Jesus and the Jewish leaders of Israel at the time. And last time we talked about the authority that is being questioned. Today, we have a different interaction. We're going to be parking here. And when I say park, we're going to park really quick. Um, But we're looking at Matthew 22, verses 15 to 22. And this is Jesus's interactions with the Pharisees and the Herodians. This is a second confrontation. And the confrontation was a question of not authority this time, but politics. We don't know anything about politics here in America, do we? Oh, gosh, don't get me started. (laughs) You know, I I think the Bible is just uh, got politics all through it. You know, I mean, it's really interesting. But that's what that's what is coming up here is they are interrogating him this time around, not on authority, as you said, but on the issue of politics. And, you know, as we look at that, you have to realize that the Pharisees and the Herodians they are at opposite ends of the political spectrum. You know, it's like the far right and the far left. Um, Well, I wouldn't say far right, but anyway, the uh, Herodians are Jews who supported Rome and Roman rule through the Herodian dynasty. The Pharisees, on the other hand, didn't. They hated Roman rule and they hated the Herodian influence. And yet these two groups who had no common ground whatsoever with each other, they found that they could join forces here on an issue to trap Yeshua. And it tells us something of how seriously both of these groups viewed him as a threat, really. Right. Well, they hated him and they hated his claims that he was the Messiah. So, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. They joined forces and you have the Pharisees. They're attacking the Messiahship of Jesus because he didn't comport with who or what they expected the Messiah to be. The Herodians on the other side, they opposed him because as he's claiming to be the Messiah, he was a political threat to Caesar and the house of Herod, just like John the Baptist. So you have these two groups. They send a contingent to Jesus and they ask this question. They say, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Now, what's going on? Well, this is really amazing here. We, we have another day and another question and another attempt to try to trap him. Uh, this time, not on his authority. That didn't work. But this time on some political issues and the political issues re- revolve around taxes and giving to Caesar and paying Rome and all of that kind of thing. Um, Because according to the Pharisees, paying taxes to Caesar was acknowledging him as king. And they didn't want to do that because that meant God wasn't king. So paying taxes to Rome was to recognize Rome's rule over Israel. And that was another thing that, uh, you know, especially from the zealot party of the Pharisees, they did not like that. So if Yeshua answered the question, is it lawful to pay taxes to Caesar or not? If he said, yes, it's lawful to pay taxes to Caesar, you know, it, it would have really angered the people and he would have lost 
you know, all credibility with the masses, you know, who just proclaimed him to be the Messiah that day that he rode into Jerusalem. Right. If, I mean, think about that. What they're trying to do is trap him, right? If, if, if he says, yes, pay the taxes to Caesar, the Pharisees would have been thrilled with that because then Yeshua doesn't fit their perception of who the Messiah was to be. But on the other hand, if Yeshua answered, no, don't pay taxes to Caesar, then he could be charged with rebellion against Rome. Now, he does that. The Herodians would have been happy with that since the purpose for their question was to show him to be a political threat to Rome. Jesus looks through all of this and he knows that they're trying to set him up. So <laughs> it's so brilliant. He, he, he Yeah. I mean, he, he does, you know, just the total unexpected here. Yeah. Uh, you, you couldn't write it any better. He, he says, hey, show me the coin used for a poll tax. And they brought him a denarius. Notice also, he didn't ask for a Jewish shekel, right? The, the coinage no. that was used amongst the Jewish people. He asked for a Roman denarius. Um, why is this important? Yeah, well, it, it's important because... The denarius in Yeshua's day was minted by Tiberius Caesar. And on one side of it, he had an image of his face. And on the other side was him sitting on the throne in priestly robes. And the Pharisees would not carry, they wouldn't even carry a coin with the image of a man on it because that, that would have been considered idolatry. So that, that made the tax and these coins really doubly offensive. Yeah. You know? So they, they, they bring him the denarius and he asks this question, which this is, this is how we get it as Jews, right? Like we don't ever answer the question. We just ask more questions. So he says, whose likeness and inscription is this? The yeah. only answer that they could give is it's Caesar's since that's whose image was on it. And the coin was totally useless to Jews for the temple use or for even personal use. The only thing they could do with it was return it to Caesar. And that's what they used it for. They used it to pay taxes. So, so what does Yeshua say to them? When, when they say the, the picture on this is Caesar's, he says, well, then render to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God, the things that are God's. And in stating that, Jesus is making a division between divine authority, which comes from God, and delegated authority that comes from Caesar, that is to say, religion or the state. And there's an important point here. Uh, paying, to tax, paying taxes to Caesar uh, doesn't nullify God's rule. It simply recognizes God's delegated rule through this government in particular. You know, th this is not new information. Uh, the Old Testament taught about, you know, human governments and how they have delegated authority that comes from God. Yeah. You know, right. so well, ultimately um, Yeshua, Jesus will replace Caesar and every other king. And that will bring an end to what is known as the time of the Gentiles. Um, and it will answer the question, um, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? This is the question that's brought up. And, and Luke says something very interesting in chapter 20, verse 26. What is it? In chapter 20, he says, and <laughs> I just, I love this. Uh, they, they were not able to catch him in a saying in the presence of the people and being amazed at his answer they became silent. 
You know, they held their peace. They have no answer. They have no more questions, you know? So, you know, and I mean, it's amazing. They had no more questions regarding his authority. Now they have no more questions and trying to trip him up on one side or the other of the political aisle. And so here we have an attempt by the Pharisees and the Herodians to trap Jesus and discredit him. And it also ends in failure again, day two. It's one of those things, as you look at the political spectrum and the discourse that takes place in America today, it's it's awful. It's disheartening. Um, there's nothing about it that I like. And you look at all of it and it feels like everybody's right and everybody's wrong in their own eyes. And there is no end to the conversation. There is no, wow, you're right. And I have nothing else to say. We always have something else to say in, in our culture today. And it just makes me long for the kingdom that much more when the king will be on his throne, the true king, and his kingdom will be established here on earth and he will speak and there will be no more arguments. We, we will be silent before him. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, and that, and that's a good, uh, good thing to remember when we, when we look at all the chaos around us, you know, what, whatever happens in this world, uh, does nothing to inhibit the progress of the kingdom of God. Well, that, that is quite a gem for today. If you're hanging with us, hope that you're being blessed by this and deepening, uh, the, the connection here. Um, of what Jesus is up to, what he's doing during this Passion Week, and really hoping that this is giving you a, a different perspective from Jewish eyes to look at this. This is certainly a Jewish story. And guess what? There's more to come. Come back tomorrow. Not only do the people who are challenging Jesus become silent, um, wait till you hear what we get to talk about tomorrow. So until then, Shalom Shalom Yerushalayim. We remember, always pray for the peace of Jerusalem. All right, see you tomorrow.